EcoTalks, your weekly rendezvous to talk about all things climate, nature, and the environment. Hello and welcome to our newest feature on Ara City Radio, EcoTalks, where we talk about all topics related to nature, the environment, and climate. I'm Tracy Heindris. On the last Wednesday of the month, we are going to go into all things gardening with gardening aficionado Hendrik Denemeyer. Hi, Hendrik. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? Good, good. Enjoying the good weather. Oh, yeah, it's lovely at the moment. A bit too hot, maybe, for the garden. But it's not bad, actually, at the moment. It's hot, but there's enough rain, some cool periods, and it also cools down at night. So all in all, pretty happy so oh. far with this summer. Okay, because see, I know nothing about gardening, mm -hmm. if I'm completely honest. Like, if I manage to keep my basil from the supermarket alive for a week, I've won. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm the master of all things green. Um, so I was wondering if the high temperatures we have at the moment, because they're not, they're maybe not normal for mm. our climate. So do how, how do our gardens adapt to this? Well, I guess if you were talking about crops like vegetables and fruit, A lot of these don't come from our climate anyway, and uh, cer some certainly enjoy hotter temperatures or need hotter temperatures. And so in hot summers, they do a lot better. But other plants um, don't need hot temperatures like that or enjoy cooler temperatures. So it depends on what you're growing, really. I'm just thinking, by the way, we don't really know you. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what got you into gardening, why you know so much about it now? and what you like most about the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So I remember when I was a kid, uh, my parents had a small vegetable garden and uh, one year, especially my, my mom, my brother and me, we had a vegetable garden together and we bought plants together and planted them. And that was the first sort of experience of trying to grow my own food and that was pretty cool. But after that, we didn't uh, continue for a long time and my parents were busy and uh, I was not so interested in that anymore until I turned 18 and I got really into cooking. I watched Jamie Oliver shows <laughs> and he was planting herbs and so on. And he had his own garden. And I thought, you know, that'd be uh, something really smart to do. Grow my own herbs because I like using herbs and like cooking. So I would try that. And then um, for my 18th birthday, I got loads of seeds and loads of plants, <laughs> uh, much more than just herbs. So I thought, okay, I have to give this a proper shot and try to have a real garden. I'll, I'll do my best. And then I just tried, and uh, it was a really interesting experience, really memorable. Like, I still remember the first uh, courgette. It was a yellow courgette as well. I had never seen a yellow courgette before, always just the green ones. And just that yellow courgette glistening in the sun, you know, still some dew drops on it. It was just beautiful, you know. It sounds really simple, but it was a really nice moment. And then cooking it and eating it, it just tasted so much better. Really memorable experience. You know, after all these years... Still remembering that it's like one of those things that I yeah, really enjoy about gardening. But um, there were, of course, also a lot of failures that year because I didn't know that much. But I had caught the bug. I was really into it. And every year since then, I've been trying more. I've been I've had different gardens over time. Uh, when I lived in Ireland, I also had quite a bit of professional experience. So um, first I interned at an organic farm for two summers and that was really interesting. So that was uh, an organic market garden. They grew mainly vegetables for a box scheme and that's a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of weeding, a lot of long days, uh, but it was really interesting and I gained a lot of experience from that. I also joined a community garden where I also gained a lot of experience and then eventually 
I worked um, for community projects, community garden projects, where I taught people how to grow things and I would uh, help with the setup of the garden and do a bit of everything, even some cooking classes as, as well. Those were my favorite, where we could grow some of the vegetables, some of the food, and then have cooking classes. So now you're in Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. Do you still garden or is it like a small patch or do you have a bigger garden? What do you do? So uh, at first, when I got back to Luxembourg, I used my parents' garden. So I transformed that and... Uh, Then I started a community garden with friends, and that's quite big, actually. It's a pretty big garden. And that was a really interesting experience because before that, I never had a community garden just with friends that I had already known before. It was always community gardens with strangers, which is a bit weird sometimes, and it doesn't always work so well. But with friends, it was really fun, and it's a really nice garden, and it's still going. But uh, at the moment, I have my own garden again, which is quite large and needs uh, a lot of work, so I'm less involved in the community garden with my friends. So I'm going to go into the heart of the subject now, Mm -hmm. which is what to do in your garden in August, which is not only Mm -hmm. one of the hottest months in the year, but also the month where people tend to go on holiday. So how do you keep your garden alive, first of Mm. all, in August? But also when you know that the government typically asks people to lower their water consumptions in August, How do you manage? Is there a sustainable way of keeping your plants alive without depleting the national groundwater levels? Well, context is really important there. First of all, it depends on what you grow. So if you have, well, summer vegetables, you know, like courgettes, pumpkins, tomatoes, aubergines, peppers, corn, all that stuff um, is usually ready end of July. And in August is usually the main season for that. So, uh, and of course, they do need a a bit of water. So if you grow a lot of them, yes, that will need a lot of water. And if you're there and you have a sustainable source of water, then that's fine. Uh, But if not, then that can be tricky. Um, But you have a lot of other plants that need less water. So most herbs, especially perennial herbs, all the woody ones like rosemary and thyme, they don't need a lot of water. Uh, A lot of perennials don't need so much water, fruit trees, fruit shrubs. All that stuff doesn't need that much water. So again, it depends on what you have in the ground. Um, You could also use mulch, like wood chips or straw, uh, grass clippings, uh, that kind of stuff that helps to prevent too much evaporation from the ground um, and keeps the soil cooler as well, and plants really like it. So there's a lot of techniques that you could use to help, and that you should do anyway, even if you're not necessarily trying to consciously save water. It's just better for the plants, better for the soil. And of course, you can um, use uh, rainwater collectors. That's one of the best things to do if you have some structures around to collect that rainwater um, instead of using tap water. Mm-hmm. And what do you do if you're not there? If you're not there, <laughs> better to plan ahead before that. So don't necessarily grow things that need a lot of water or uh, don't mind if it doesn't work out so well or have a friend that can water for you. So mm-hmm. that's what we quite often do in our garden or in the community garden that you have somebody who's there. I mean, not everybody's gone in August. And um, so, yeah, just, you know, try and find somebody to water for you. Mm-hmm. So not everybody has got a garden already. Let's say I want to start a garden. Is there anything I can start doing at the end of July or like in preparation for August or is August really the month where you just pick up the stuff that's ripened and that's it, that's it. And you have to wait until spring. 
No, not at all. You can start a garden any time of year. It depends on what you want to do. But let's say mm, you have a bit of ground somewhere, a garden or something, or a place where, uh, you know, like a field or meadow where you could start a garden. And if you, let's say, wanted a raised bed, you could build and fill a raised bed with compost or soil any time of the year. Of course, it's easier at certain times of the year than other times. So in the summer, of course, you know, it's, it's hard work, it's hot, maybe not the ideal time to do it, but it's okay. You can still get away with that. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I would suggest for people who are interested in gardening, if they want to start their own garden, to do that anywhere from autumn to early spring. And that gives them a lot of time to prepare and everything should be ready. It shouldn't be too much work. Um, yeah, that's the ideal condition, but that's not always life. So you can technically start at any time of the year. Okay. Um, for the ambitious uh, garden fan that doesn't have a garden, would you recommend just planting stuff indoors? Is that mm. feasible if you don't have a balcony, for instance? I mean, I suppose if you have a balcony, you can plant some stuff. But let's say you don't even have a balcony. What would you mm. suggest? If you don't even have a balcony, um, I mean, it depends what you want to grow. If you just want to have indoor house plants, of course, that's fine. But if you want to grow something that you can eat, um, then your choice is quite limited. You could grow something like uh, microgreens. So that's basically sprouts, you know, and that works pretty well indoors. It doesn't take a lot of time and the conditions indoors are fine for that. But if you try to grow something else, something bigger, the light levels aren't just aren't right. And often the air is too dry as well. So unfortunately, it's not ideal just to grow indoors. But actually growing mushrooms indoors is quite good. So that's something you could do. So are mushrooms difficult to grow indoors or are they something that's accessible for beginners as well? Yeah, normally it's quite easy. Uh, I mean, I've done this experience myself. You can buy these grow kits, so they're bags with the actual mycelium, the actual mushroom, and it's all sterile, it's all prepared, and they're basically ready to fruit, to produce mushrooms. So you buy these, they arrive by post, very easy, and then you just usually open them up and there's instructions of what you have to do. Uh, give them water, you should normally keep them somewhere where it's not too hot and where it's moist. And they usually work pretty well. I've used them before, like for shiitake and oyster mushrooms, and they're fairly easy. Okay. So to recap, what can you pick in August in your garden? Let's say you've got every variety planned in your, mm. in your garden. What can you pick in August in Luxembourg? And what can you prepare for September? So that's a long list. Picking, mm. it can be so much. It could be anything from salads to other greens, um, you know, like um, chard, herbs, of course. It could be a lot of the summer vegetables like courgettes, uh, aubergines, uh, peppers, tomatoes, uh, sweet corn, onions, carrots, beetroot, the whole um, cabbage family, cauliflower, broccoli. So it very much depends on when you started growing those plants. Uh, and when they're ready, and depending on the weather conditions. But technically, um, August and September tend to be the months where you have the most crops in the garden and everything, you know, from beans yeah, to some vegetables, to greens, to cabbages. So yeah, a bit of everything, if you did your job well. And what can you then prepare for the month ahead? So September this time around. Uh, so there's some crops that overwinter quite well or they're ready uh, very fast. Um, so one of the things is spinach at the end of August or beginning of September. 
is really good. Also uh, onions, spring onions, and then some Asian greens like pak choy or some turnips, sometimes even a small beetroot. So a lot of the quick growing crops or lettuce as well. Anything that would be ready within a couple of months. Do you have any final advice that you can give to our lovely listeners on their way out and into August? Uh, yeah, just um, do a bit of gardening regularly. So a bit, but often that's really the key to successful gardening is not try to overdo it. You know, don't get too tired. Um, just, you know, do a bit whenever you can and try to stay on top of it. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on today, Hendrik. And I'll talk to you next month. Great, thanks. Bye. Bye, bye.